What if you could say an all-in yes to yourself for 2022? What if you could commit fully to the things you said you were going to do, to the vision that you have, and to be in the room with a mentor who will hold you accountable, cast an even wider vision for you, and give you the strategy, tools, tactics, and support to ensure that these things come to fruition. Welcome to the iconic experience. Oh, just like comes out of me from the depths of my soul, this program, if I can even call it that. It's just not. That's why it's called the iconic experience. It is an experience. And it is one of the biggest gifts I've ever put out into the world. You are going to be part of a mastermind, a high level executive roundtable of perfectly welcomed in and invited in souls who will collaborate with you and network with you and stretch you and share ideas and all the goodness that comes out of a mastermind is so extraordinary. So you're going to have that every month. You're going to have group Voxer. So that mastermind stays active and you can drop in and ask questions and really share with one another and build deep, meaningful relationships. And on top of that, I thought, what could I do to expand this beyond something that I've seen out there in this world? And that is you have a full iconic experience by welcoming yourself into the rooms of everything I launch live in 2022. So you do not need to contemplate whether you should or do I want to invest. You get to sit back and receive for the entire year as the result of a single yes to yourself. One yes gets you a mastermind for the entire year full of really wicked women, group Voxer with these same women and myself, and you walk in the room for all the live coaching programs that I launch in 2022. You're just in. You're in the room. So this is really for the woman who is ready to lead, lead herself, lead her business, lead her life. And if this sounds like, ooh, it's a prayer I've been asking for, and I just want to say yes to something and just enjoy the experience versus looking constantly for the next thing, the next answer, the next coach, oh, the confusion, the chaos, the energy that is expended through that. Welcome to the iconic experience. You can come into the DMs tell me you're interested, ask the questions. I am so excited to answer them and to get to know you and see if this is a fit for you. Welcome to the best year of your life in 2022. And I'm telling you right now, the iconic experience is going to be like the rocket that's going to take you to the whole new level, the one that you've been asking for. It's not raising an entrepreneur. It's raising the entrepreneurial mindset Mm. because the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurial mindset are all of those skills are what will make you successful and happy no matter what you want to do. So that's like resilience, right? Mental toughness, it's leadership skills, it's communication skills, it's being direct. And what you mean is what you say, right? It's being authentic. All of those soft skills, as we call, are why entrepreneurs are successful. As you know, we know what we need to do to make it as an entrepreneur. Welcome to the Becoming Iconic podcast. I am your host, Jen Spiegel. I am a life, business, and brand stylist. 
And after years of helping thousands of female entrepreneurs grow successful businesses and lives, I was called to bring these delicious conversations forward for those of you who are ready to build, expand, and actually enjoy all the desires of your heart. I'm so confident that this podcast will support you as you start to elevate and pursue the highest version of yourself. Thank you for being here. Sink in and enjoy. Hey, Icons. Welcome to the podcast. I have a really special guest, Amy Klein, today, who is the co-founder of The Courageous Brand. And she has this beautiful portfolio of working with corporate sales and leadership and has now moved that into a brand that is really focusing not only on building leaders and courageous women and daughters, I can't wait to get into that conversation, but also has this like e-commerce side. So we're going to dive deep into the word courage today. And Amy, I am so grateful to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here. I have not had anybody yet come on the podcast and really dive into the concept of courage. I love even just breaking that down. What does that mean? But also you're an advocate for raising women, young girls into courageous entrepreneurs. And so those two things, you had me at hello. (laughs) I'm a mom of four and have two daughters and I know they have witnessed it, but I would love to have like some tactical advice on how to really nourish and nurture that within them. So maybe you could tell me a little bit about how the courageous brand was born. You know, the mission behind the courageous brand really is for girls and boys too to believe in the power of you to make your dreams come true. We have our subset, and we talked a little bit about this on our Instagram. It's called Give Her Courage. And it all started with a book that Kelly and I wrote probably about five years ago now, five years ago. I was pregnant with my daughter at the time. She's four now. And Kelly has, she's now seven, Madison, but was three. Both of us you know, successful in our own right in our corporate jobs and in sales and leadership. And we were talking about how women, it just seemed there was a lack or disparity between men and women in terms of courage and confidence. And we believe those were the, the secret sauce to living out your dreams and being happy, right? And being successful, whatever that means to you. But I started looking for children's books for my daughter things to to be able to nurture it from the start. And there wasn't anything. So we wrote a book called Just Be You and it's for girls and it teaches girls to really believe in themselves, to, you know, pursue and chase their dreams and to actually celebrate their friends and their friends' individualities too, and to celebrate themselves and who they are. So we started with that and then we, we grew from there. We became really an educational company. We have the Entre Girls Leadership Academy, which teaches girls from eight to 13 how to believe in themselves. It's, it's entrepreneurial skills, leadership skills, courage and confidence. We have a LEAP curriculum that's in middle schools. So it's for fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And it's all about becoming an entrepreneur and how to start your own business. And we have the Gap Year program that we're launching now too for kids who graduate high school and maybe traditional education isn't for them. And it's building a brand, maybe starting your own podcast, building a company as well. And then we have a retail side where your courage for girls and moms. This is amazing. As, as a mom, I'll tell you, I didn't even realize those things would be accessible or available. And to be able to plug into those things, we'll have all this in the show notes, friends who are listening, to have these things available that we can now incorporate in rather than reinventing the wheel or doing it on our our own or by ourselves, we can now plug into what you're already producing and create conversation with our daughters. I love that. What do you think courage is? I think everybody knows what it is, but there's a misconception around it. Courage is really 
chasing your dreams, even though you're scared to do it, but doing it anyway, or taking yourself outside of that comfort zone to get to where you need to be, because that's what you want to do and facing fear in the face. Whereas I think a lot of people think people who have courage are not scared. They've faced their fears and they're no longer scared. And then, and therefore they're achieving and success. And that's not it. Today, I still have things that scare me that I'll push myself outside my comfort zone to continue to achieve all the goals I want to achieve. But I know that I have to face and get through those fears to get there. So it's like an acceptance of knowing that you're scared to do it, but you do it anyway. Oh, I love that. I agree. There is a misconception that people who are courageous just don't feel the fear, but the difference is they feel it, but they work through it versus being halted in their place, like staying still and not working through. I love that. But why is it that you have found that girls, and I would agree with the statement, girls, women, females, how they identify would have less courage or less encouragement to be courageous than a man, boy, what would identify as the the male side? I think a lot of it, and I think courage and confidence sometimes can be, is it the chicken or the egg? But I think a lot of it comes down to this idea of being perfect. Social media for women creates this perfect image, whether you're a mom and you're, you know, you've got businesses, but you look great and everything's perfect and the house looks nice on the pictures or you're a little girl and, you know, you see your friends or you see these, these highlight reels of people's life, whether it was when I didn't have social media, you know, before BC, whenever we were growing up, there was the magazines and the movies and all the stuff that the way we're supposed to be and how we are supposed to look and how we're supposed to live our life. It's the same thing now. And actually, unfortunately for girls, it's magnified with social media, it's in their face all the time. It's not necessarily us not teaching our children, because I have a son too. So it's not teaching my son different than my daughter. It's what society is showing my daughter versus showing my son. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, girls are less likely to go out and take risks, face their fears for fear of failing. And if they fail, then they look horrible and they're not perfect. And I just think there's just that perception alone holds them back. And so what could we do? So you have a son and a daughter. I have two boys, two girls. So I get that we don't, like we do not raise them differently, but they are different. I mean, they're just born unique. There is a difference. I mean, let's just call it out. So how can we as moms nurture, grow, facilitate confident young girls, daughters to take on courageous steps or just be confident in who they are and their uniqueness? Well, the first part I'll say to that is the one thing we shouldn't do is treat them differently than we treat our boys in terms of instilling that. I think that's a big misconception. And I think that's done a lot too. how you would coach your son to go ride a bike. It should be different than how you coach your daughter to learn how to ride a bike. It's actually should be the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that's number one, because I think there's always been a lot more helicopter parenting around the daughter, so to speak. But at the end of the day for girls and boys, it's just getting them to take imperfect action. It's really simple stuff. Like If your daughter says, you know what, my dream is to be, I don't know, an actress, but she has got stage fright. She's scared. She's going to go on audition. She's not going to get it. People are going to laugh at her. Well, what could she do every day? She can Google scripts and she can start looking. We all have access to a phone and a camera. She can start practicing all by herself, taking, getting comfortable doing it. Then maybe she takes that next step and practices in front of a comfort zone, her family. And then from there, she's building that confidence through imperfect action, knowing that she's going to be scared when she goes on that audition, but she's getting herself closer to doing it. And then she can go on the audition. So really it's 
teaching our children to take imperfect action every day and little steps to get to where they want to go to achieve their goal. You're not going to go from having complete stage fright to getting on stage and performing and nailing the audition. There's a lot of things that happen in in between to get there. So how can we give productive feedback? Because that's what's coming up for me. I think about, okay, if this was something I was walking my daughter through, naturally they require some feedback, things they could improve upon. So we want to celebrate the imperfect action, but then yet we still want to give some feedback and help them and support them in becoming the best they can be. Do you have any ideas as a mom, especially like a mom and daughter relationship is unique and special. How can we give feedback that she can receive it without that feeling of mom expects me to be perfect or, you know, getting resentful? What could we do? Well, I I look at it the same way as, as just being a coach and a leader and a mentor my entire life in, in business. And, And I'm also the oldest of five kids. So I think that was probably part of, part of what led me into sales and, and, and leadership. You hone in on the strengths and you complement what they do really well because they are doing a bunch of things well. And it's, it's being genuine and authentic. It's not made up. If I'm leading or managing someone, I'm talking about all the things they do great and I'm looking at areas they can improve on. So when you talk to them about, here's what you did in this audition or in front of us really, really well, here's some things I think you could do to help yourself stand out and then nail that audition. Because at the end of the day, there's a fine balance. Like obviously we don't want our children to feel defeated and they won't in this way, but it's also life. We're always improving. And when they get comfortable with failure, that's the thing I tell my kids all the time. I show them all the failures I've made and I'll continue to fail. But how I look, my perception of failing for me is a learning lesson to get me closer to achieving that next goal. So I'll take a look at it and see how I can grow from it. You, you kind of develop that mindset in, the, in your children and your daughters listen, you're going to fail. You're going to screw up. You're not going to get the part the first time. You might not get it the 15th time. But if you take the feedback that you get and you apply that and you keep working to get better, you will achieve your goal. And there is nobody, every single person out there, success story is 10 years in the making. So also identifying, and we do this in our Entre Girls uh, Leadership Academy, when we bring on celebrities for the girls, they talk about all of their failures. And it's so eye-opening because these girls think, oh, you didn't just become a Nickelodeon actress or an Olympian skater. You actually screwed up and people told you no, 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 no to get there. That's really showing them what actually happens to truly successful people. Mm, Yeah. It's like we're comparing our beginning to somebody else's 10 year in. I'm even guilty of that. I mean, we all are, I think that comparison. So I love that you're bringing these people in and someone they may compare themselves to or aspire to be like, and they're just bringing themselves down into like this humanness where these girls can wrap their minds around going, Oh wait, this was a big journey. That's great. What kind of celebrities have you had come in? So I'm not really good with all the young actresses names. I have a seven and four year old. We had Karen Chen, the Olympian skater, Scarlett Estevez. She's in a couple like Adam Sandler movies and she's on some Nickelodeon shows. Jillian Spader, Nickelodeon actress. But then we've had to us, we want to make sure girls see that celebrities aren't just celebrities that you see as influence. We've had you know influencers and all that. Yeah. Celebrities are also these girls. We bring on young girls who started their own businesses, right? Or, or humanitarians, or they're really a, an expert in STEM. Those are celebrities too. Yeah. I love that. I agree. I think we all have the celebrity within us and it's just bringing that out because it's really about sinking into the word authenticity is coming to mind, which I believe is such a part of confidence. 
Because if we're not being authentic, and authentic is such a widely used word, but I think widely misunderstood word, I think we really skew it. If we're truly being authentic, that to me means ultimate self-acceptance, being who we are, celebrating our amazing gifts and also owning some of the areas that can be improved. And that's when I feel my most confident. So I even love teaching that. And what I see is that you're having these people come in and they're, the girls are starting to go, oh, wait, I can do this too. And they didn't have it luck at first. That's amazing. I love that. I really do. So tell me a little bit about what you think we could do to raise our daughters as entrepreneurs, or at least if that spirit's within them, grow that yeah. and cultivate that. So I like to say this in a way, and we teach this in our academy as well, is it's not raising an entrepreneur. It's raising the entrepreneurial mindset Mm. because the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurial mindset are all of those skills are what will make you successful and happy no matter what you want to do. So that's like resilience, right? Mental toughness, it's leadership skills, it's communication skills, it's being direct. And what you mean is what you say, right? It's being authentic. All of those soft skills, as we call, are why entrepreneurs are successful. As you know, we know what we need to do to make it as an entrepreneur. So it's the entrepreneurial mindset. And that could apply to you being an Olympian athlete or starting your own business or climbing the corporate ladder and wanting to be the CEO of a company or you know the CEO of your house. Because you need all these skills to finance, managing a budget managing personalities, children, right? Half the stuff that I have to coach in corporate America, I've had to do at home, right? So (laughs) so it all applies. And I think that that just starts at a young age. So to me, resilience, it is really teaching your children to set goals for themselves. But again, it goes back to taking action, imperfect action each day and tracking that. And when you fail or when you screw up, taking a look at it with her. So let's just say it's, I don't know, she starts a a lemonade stand and she has a really bad day and there's no sales. Okay. So what happened? Where were you? Where were you in the lemonade stand? Like where were you? Location, location. Where were you sitting? How long did you do it for? What were you charging? You get them into the mindset of understanding that they, they make mistakes, but they can correct those mistakes. That teaches resilience, mental toughness. That's something that's sticking with an ultimate goal and failing the audition 9 million times, but hearing and taking action on the feedback you get to keep going. As young as four, I say this all the time to, to raise competent uh, daughters, it's, it's really simple stuff that we as moms don't know we're doing. So for instance, I make my daughter who is four, look the waiter in the eye and order. I don't order for her. You know, I'm not going to order for her. That's her job. She can ask for her chicken fingers to the the waitress. I listen. We as moms get caught up and I'm imperfect. I do this all the time, but I do know that girls who feel heard at a young age are going to, to develop confidence and listening. And it's simple things. We think we're doing it at a dinner table, but you're sitting around and your daughter tells you something that happened and you go right in and correct her and say, well, you should have done this way or you got this. And we don't just listen to tell her side or what, how she heard it. She's not feeling hurt as a person and she's shutting down. And then she's not going to continue that communication with you. She's not going to develop direct communication skills. It's just those things, the same thing with body image. If you're sitting around telling yourself in your bathing suit, oh, and she hears you before you get ready. Oh, I got to lose five pounds after that vacation. She hears that. She hears all of that. And that's not going to help develop that courage, that confidence that she needs to go on in life. It's the little things we can do as a mom too, to set an example. 
there was a lot of goodness in that last little bit of listening, not jumping in, honoring her, letting her speak for herself, watching how we are speaking the words that are coming out of our mouths. And that draws me into something because I have been so curious to have this conversation. So I hope you don't mind me just giving this to you because I'd really love to open this up. I really believe children, I don't want to exclude male or female, but children, and I'm just going to focus in on my daughters because that's where we've been talking. When they're raised in an entrepreneurial home, I truly believe their upbringing is dramatically different. And why I say that is when we are the CEOs of our companies, most of the time, if not all the time, I don't want to say all the time because that would be saying there's never any mistakes, but most of the time they're listening to me lift up women, problem solve, find solutions, realize our circumstances are not in control of things. We are in control of how we work through things. Like they're upbringing, they're just witnessing this incredible conversation all the time versus some people who are in jobs and it's jobs are great. There's, we need people in corporate America too, but a lot of people who are unhappy in their careers. And so the dinner table conversations are gossip talking about people, 100%. you know, like just saying, I don't like my life. I don't like my job. It's, and again, I'm, I'm making very big contrast here. I know there's a middle ground too, but do you believe that children raised by entrepreneurs just have a different spirit, a different lens because of the conversations they hear? I do if you're letting them in. Because I think a lot of it too, Kelly and I've had this conversation and Kelly's in in her other company is a big preacher of this. Madison has been involved since she was a newborn because that's just how it was. If you are separating your work, and this is corporate America too, right? Because I have corporate America or entrepreneur and your children aren't seeing what's happening day to day, then they don't get it. But I do believe I'm with you. They are seeing our ups and downs how we handle them, our mindset, like looking at failure, how we're correcting it, how we're running a business, firing someone, direct communication. If you have to fire someone, we just talked about a situation we had. They're seeing and hearing and understanding all of this. And I do believe those are the skills that will equip them to be successful no matter what they want to do. Corporate mom could have the same thing if she's very happy in her career, let's say, right? But it all comes down to you being happy with what you're doing And if they see you're happy with your goals and you're going after your dreams, they're going to dream chase too and bringing them in. There's this concept and I feel like maybe it was when we were, we were growing up and and I think it's changing that we should just keep that all separate, but they need to see our bumps and bruises as they get a bump and bruise when they learn to ride a bike. Yeah, I totally agree. I teach that all the time that we have these pillars in our lives. It's almost like two dinner plates. And rather than put the salad and the protein on one plate, we're like putting the protein on one plate, the salad on the other, because we don't want to mix it. And I think when you mix it, that's not only when you get more understanding from your children as well, because there are seasons as an entrepreneur where we are very immersed in our businesses naturally. And because I've always incorporated my kids, I very rarely have any feedback in terms of mom, you're working or that, that resistance because they've just always been a part of it. I've always explained what I'm doing in my day and what happened. I mean, I'll talk to them about this conversation this evening when I pick them up from camp and, you know, just how I met you and talking about the spirit of an entrepreneurial mindset. So I'm really grateful you're building this conversation because like I told you before, I think we hit record. I don't have, I've never known anybody else to be doing this, really focusing in their brand on cultivating entrepreneurial mindsets with children. So I have to just say, thank you. 
this is for all of us and for our children. And one thing I think a mom can take away if she's really separated the business. And I can understand how naturally you go that way. You want to compartmentalize, right? I'm with my kids now. It's all about my kids. When I'm in my business, I'm all about my business. And trust me, I do that. But if you don't mix the salad with the potatoes or the protein, right, they don't fully understand where you are and what you're doing. And when they understand what you're doing and you're living out your dreams and you're, you know, providing for your family and you're doing things like then it, it, it justifies everything. And there's less guilt. There's less mom guilt. I can say that I rarely have a mom guilt. And because of that, because I think I've done the work to really acknowledge both sides of the equation to spend that time with my children and let them know they have my undivided attention. And also it's not about now going into my business and giving that my undivided attention. It's about actually explaining to them, here's what I'm going to do. And here's how long it's going to take. They're just patient with that. But that was learning. I have to say my younger two definitely have a more inclusive mom than my older two did. Totally. Because I didn't know any differently when I was started building businesses. So what's the top three things we could do? And let's assume the people listening in, not everybody's an entrepreneur right now. Let's Assume some of the women listening in are really craving that entrepreneurial experience, but are in a job. And so they're feeling maybe a little bit of a disconnect with this. What could they do to spark their own confidence and courage? And then also teach that to their children who are watching. The number one thing to the first part of your question is what's your passion? Two things I would ask myself is first, are you happy? If you're not, what's your passion? What's your dream? People have these dreams. We have this dream incubator podcast that we do, but the the thing I'll tell you that 90% of of the world does is they dream, but they don't take action. All you need is an hour a day to get started. Kelly and I, full-time careers. I was pregnant with my second with Parker, my daughter, when we were starting this, she had Madison and she, she had another business at the time too. We took an hour a day. You get up an hour earlier, you you put the kids to bed and you, you, you do it an hour later and you just start writing things down. It's almost like a think tank session. What's your passion? And then you go from there and all of a sudden, believe it or not, five years later, after us writing a children's book, we have this whole education side, this whole retail side. That's all it takes in the beginning. The beginning's easy. That's the funny part. Everybody thinks it's the hardest thing is to get started. The problems come once you're in shop, (laughs) once you've got the businesses, right? But to dream and put it on paper and start the action plan and mapping it out, it's much easier than people think. So that'd be the first part. And then your children are seeing you chase your dreams. Because I think the biggest thing is setting an example. And it could mean anything. Sometimes I think people don't dream because they think, oh, you know, I don't want to be the next president of the United States or some of my business. I just want to maybe be a yoga instructor. Great. If that's what makes you happy, do that and let your kids see that you're living that dream. And then the second part to the question for our kids really is doing the same thing. I think it's having open conversations with them about what they want to do, what they're interested in, what their passion is, and then mapping out a plan, having them take action on it. If they want to be an actress, if they want to be a professional soccer player, they should be out there an hour a day practicing because everybody thinks from social media, it's this instant gratification, but the truly successful people are working every single day towards their dreams. So agree with that. My oldest daughter is a competitive horseback rider and I have watched her quote unquote fail way more than she has succeeded and got her ribbons and those fun parts about horse showing. And I've watched her and her tenacity and I cannot take all the credit for that. That is who she is. But I do believe the home has really created that, like brought it out in her. 
she's watched me cry, be upset, be angry, be joyful, celebrate, start something and realize that wasn't the right thing and go and pivot. She's really witnessed that. And so at moms listening in, no matter where you're at, well, I know Amy here is doing a great job explaining to you that this is so much bigger than the client right now or the discovery call coming up that you are really building a legacy. And that's my jam is building divine legacies and divine legacies to me are things that you know, you're remembered by. Not only do generations get to hear about the legacy you built, but that People remembered how they felt in your presence and how you really showed up in the world. And that to me is such a level of responsibility. And the responsibility has often been to show my kids. I mean, I told them I was going to do this. How could I look them in the eyes and turn around and say, well, it got hard. So I stopped or someone canceled their order. Client decided not to to work with me anymore. So I'm just going to let it go. We're really holding ourselves accountable by bringing in our children to our business as well. 100% agree. I do want to say too, because you've mentioned Kelly a couple of times and those listening in may not realize that you're in business with Kelly Roach, who also has her own Mm -hmm. business. Was it the e-commerce first or the vision? Like what came first in your brand? So it started with the children's book. It's actually kind of like a weave in and out. We started with the education around the children's book. We actually have two more that we haven't released yet. Be Daring Darling, Teaching Girls to Take Risks and Be Perfectly Imperfect, Mm -hmm. Teaching Girls That Perfectionism Doesn't Exist. That's where it started. And then the retail came, the Wear Your Courage, it's it's a leisure line. That then led us to the Entre Girls Academy. And then we started really going into the education, our LEAP curriculum, and then and then the gap year. And now we're going to be coming back and we're elevating our, our leisure wear as well. It's like a weave in and out process. So when you came out with your retail and this beautiful leisure line, how did you cultivate the traction on that? You know, that's something I know as an entrepreneur, you see the vision, you got the hashtag, you know what this means. How did you express that out publicly that other people caught on and were just like, oh, yes, I want to wear this and declare this too? So I think a lot of it came from our Instagram and our following. So for us, obviously, we're not fashion designers, our fashion background, none of that. But our brand has a story and we're saying we're your courage and we back it with the education and our podcast and all the, the reels and everything we were doing to give tips on building your courage and confidence. So from there, I think, our audience who came because they wanted to have courage and confidence. They want to build a brand. They want they want to pass this on to their daughters and teach their daughters. They wanted to back it by wearing it. Our exposure really came from incorporating that on our Instagram, which then our ambassador program, you know, wear your courage. And then from there we have campus ambassador programs and now we're running ads. Congratulations. I love celebrating women with purpose and mission who just keep marching forward and you're creating a movement. You really are. And I'm just so honored to learn from you and to see you and Kelly showing up to bring up that next generation and to do it in a different way from all the things we have learned, right? By raising ourselves. Now we can turn around and, and pass it back. Our hindsight can be their foresight. They can work through things maybe differently than we did. Yeah. A better experience in the failures Mm -hmm. is probably a a better experience when you're making mistakes. Once you normalize making mistakes, you know, they won't bring them down to the point of, of like you're alone. I think there's an isolation in that. 
It's so good. Okay. So how is Amy going to be iconic today? I think that Amy is going to be iconic because of company, the mission and the legacy I'm going to leave. Not only in what our mission is, is believing in the power of you to make your dreams come true, but really helping girls and women feel comfortable with themselves. I want to ensure through our podcast and our weekly series and all the different places that I'm on and preaching this, that you walk away knowing that you're uniquely you and you're comfortable with who you are. And because of that, you're going to go and live out your dreams. That's beautiful. That's iconic. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Amy. We'll have all the ways in which to capture you and hang out with you in the show notes, but where, what's the Instagram? It's at the courageous brand. And then our website is giveHerCourage.com. So friends go hang out over there, learn, grow, especially if you are a mama in entrepreneurship or wanting to step into entrepreneurship, because it will just be the whole experience by doing this for yourself, but also bringing your children up and being a part of this beautiful experience that you're creating. Thank you, Amy, so much for your time. It was great. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together, they all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there, make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting. At the end of the day, I just want you to know, I love this community. I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day.